It's sticky because I'm sorting glue. And now it's episode 42. Welcome back to the Rena Hundred Show, a show where I, Rena Hundred, have a deeper and deeper voice every week. And I pick a theme and I talk about it for a little bit uh, for Sunday morning thoughts. So this week our theme, very timely, is holding a grudge. Have you ever held a grudge? Have you ever felt wronged, so wronged by someone that you needed to carry it around with you and maybe even plot for their demise? Or just every time you see them on social media, you curse them. Every time something good happens to them, you think, they don't deserve that. They did this to me. Or every time you see them in person, you hate them. <laughs> or you're mad at them. You're just mad at them forever. I guess holding a grudge is just, I'm going to stay mad. You hurt me enough that I need to stay actively mad about it for years, even though you've changed and I've changed. And it probably doesn't matter anymore. What's done is done. But generally, I mean, I think when you hold on to a grudge, it's because you've determined that the thing that they've done to you is unforgivable. It's, uh, it's something so bad, something that hurt you so much. Maybe it did permanent damage. We don't know. Well, we do know when it's about ourselves. Um, but whatever it may be, you've determined that it's not forgivable. It's not something you can just let go of. It's something you need to carry with you and know about this person and make sure I mean in, in, in a lot of ways it's just a defense mechanism right like this person can't hurt I must stay aware of that so I don't get hurt again um, and I mean how do you care I mean obviously it's better for the greater good that nobody carries around a grudge because then we all get along better right but how can you care about the greater good when seemingly, when this person did damage to you, the greater good didn't care about you. The greater good didn't care, take care of you, right? I mean, your grudge can even be against the greater good, the greater community, um, which happens a lot, right? People fall by the wayside and become incels and think, well, nobody was there to help me when I was down, so now I just hate everyone. Um, what's that saying? that? If a, I'm gonna butcher this saying, but it's something about how if a kid in a in a in a tribe doesn't feel love, he'll he'll burn down the village just to feel the warmth. Because um, you gotta get it any way you can, I guess. It's so sad. And I mean, if it has done permanent damage to you, whatever this thing did that started your holding of a grudge then that means you might be reminded daily uh, because of whatever limitation they have created for you. You might be reminded daily that, 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 that what has been done to you and the resentment will grow and grow and grow out of that daily reminder of your own limitations not caused by you that you had no control over, that nobody asked your permission for and that somebody took from you and they don't even seem like they care that they took it from you, you know? And uh, then it just becomes part of you, like a tight, like a tattoo, like like a like a limb, like a ghost that haunts you. Um, 
it's your connection at this point. When you hold on to a grudge for years and years and years, it's a connection to the past. It's a connection to where you came from. It's a connection, if you're feeling the grudge with a group of people, it's your connection to that group that's been wronged and it glues you together and gives you a sense of community with that grudge. Um, and it's a connection to your own identity that you are a person who will fight this specifically because it hurt you. And, uh, and yeah, and the more you feel justified and the more other people agree, the more momentum this grudge will have, the more you can write books about it and, and, and be a pundit about it on television, or the more you can write personal essays and plays about it, the more you can bring it up in conversation. There's just something that feels good about bringing it up because, because it means you're the good guy and they're the bad guy. And you know what? That feels fucking great, doesn't it? When you know for sure that you're good, that you're a good person, and this other person is a bad person, you, you feel great about yourself. You're like, I am great. I am a saint. They did this to me. I am justified in my blah, blah, blah. And they are just should be smushed. Um, you know, and you get kind of a high off of it after a while. After a while, I think it, it, it stops being about the pain. It stops being about how they wronged you and starts being about how much of a better person you are than society and how society's got it wrong and how you've got it right. And if people would only listen to me and, 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 and then somehow it gets turned on its head where it's like, and if only I could wrong people in the way that, that, that I was wrong, then everyone would understand. Then everyone would understand and I wouldn't be alone and everyone would be as good as me. But then, you know, in the end, carrying around the grudge, you're not hurting the person who did it to you, right? I mean, I'm sure you've heard this a million times. You're hurting yourself. You're limiting yourself. You're wasting your energy on this feeling of, of, of just being wronged. And, uh, and it's worse than the initial injury, and a lot of times in the end, because it stops you from enjoying your life and enjoying anything around you. And, and it, suddenly it robs you of time and space and place and connection. And you think it's the one you resent who did this to you, but it's you, you're the one who held on. They ever are gone with time. You know, they, maybe the same person is there, but maybe they've changed and maybe they've grown and maybe they just don't do that anymore. And maybe they're sorry about it. I don't know. And in the end, it's like the, the thing that you're fighting is a placeholder. It's a it's a, a straw man. Or is that the right way? I never know how to use the term straw man. <sighs> it's like a figure of the past that isn't real. Um, and it'll never be back again because the past is dead. And grudge begets grudge, right? You can create more grudge with your grudge. The more grudge you have, the more grudge there is. Grudge squared, you know? Grudge on grudge on grudge. And so then it comes down to like, well, you're here, right? You're in the world. Whatever's happened to you has happened. Let's say this is the worst case scenario. Somebody has killed someone in your family. I shouldn't even be commenting on it because it's never happened to me and I don't feel comfortable talking about it. But for the sake of theoretical argument, 
right? That person is dead already and would not want you. I hope. Maybe they would. Maybe they'd come back and be like, avenge me. <laughs> and that's a certain type of person. But if it was me and I was the dead one, I wouldn't want my family to be robbed of their lives, of their connection to the world, uh, to other people, simply because something terrible had happened to me and I was gone already. Because I'm already dead. I'm not feeling anything anymore, you know? And I would want them to just enjoy their lives before it gets taken away the way mine did. So, you know, it's something to think about, I guess. And then the other question is just, you're here, you're in the world, right? So you gotta ask yourself, like, if I'm here and I have a modicum of control over my life, like, what do I wanna spread around in the world? What kind of vibe do I wanna perpetuate? And go from there. I mean, obviously face your demons, work through what you need to work through and feel all the bad things you need to feel. And once you've done a lot of that, you can then also decide like, what do I wanna spread? What do I wanna see more of in the world? And how can I contribute to that? You know, how can I make the world more of a world that I would wanna live in? Because that's really the only way to fight something like that is not to fight, it's to create, it's not to cut down, it's to make, you know? Or that's just my opinion. I mean, take it or leave it. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love a great revenge fantasy? Kill Bill sold a lot of tickets. And I watched it, and I would watch it again. And it is the fall, so it's a very gory time. Um, but, you know, ultimately that's what led me from creating sad theater pieces to silly comedy stuff because I just asked myself, what do I want to spread around in the world, you know? What do I want to make people feel more of? What do I think people need to feel more of, to feel more sane and good about their lives? And in the end, I just thought, well, why not laugh? <laughs> Although this episode probably didn't do much of that. Anyways, I hope you have a great week. And thanks, as always, for tuning in. Ooh, uh...